Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Matrix. I am the copper color one, the one you call Brother Vincent, also now known as one of the many truth seekers here in this earth to help you find your way back home. Uh, today's podcast is going to be a reaction podcast to the uh, clip of affirmative action, which was uh, decided on by the uh, Supreme Court. And I'm just going to let you uh, listen to the clip and then we'll come back and uh, kind of go from there. Now, again, at the end of the day, you, you're going to have to understand people. And uh, I'm trying to not be as biased or forward against or anything. What I'm trying to let you know is what's truly going on in this earth. I'm trying to unveil to you what you should know and what's going on around you because uh, you have no idea uh, what's what's been brought against you based on who you are. So with that being said, again, affirmative action, when it first, in its first it, uh, iteration, it would have been something that was good. And again, when I mean good, it, the, the thought process behind that was a noble, noble uh, process or a no, noble gesture because what they were trying to do is try to make up for past discriminations, past, um, again, all the stuff that's been done to us. You, you, they can't call it reparations because they didn't give you anything, but they, they were trying to make up for past transgressions against so-called uh, black people. This wasn't against any other group of people. This was being a so-called black people who were uh, denied access, even though uh, the law of the land, the constitution said we were all uh, supposed to be treated equally. That never happened. So this was supposed to be one of them things where, hey, we can address this by, hey, having you guys catch back up and uh, we know we've done everything we can to deny you access to everything. And that's including higher learning. Whereas, again, higher learning, it's not about being smart. <laughs> that, that's, that's your first uh, misnomer there. It has nothing to do with being smart. Anybody can go to college and graduate. Okay, I know I'm saying that because a lot of people didn't. But what I'm saying is... College is a, a game of endurance. If you stay in there long enough and you do what you're supposed to do, you will graduate. Now, if you don't want to do it, you're not going to graduate. With that being said, it's not always the smartest people who graduate and go on and do the best things. What it is is people who have access to people who are like them. What I mean by that is people who actually have power people who can make things happen and they will make it happen and they generally speaking want to be around their own people so with that being said that's why we were denied access because they knew that if they had to go just on a merit-based system their people was always going to lose out you know it was just that simple it was just too much competition and that's that's really how this thing has been set up here in America, everything is should be based off of a merit. Nothing is. It's all an illusion. They they make it seem as though uh, everything is based off in a, a a merit system, but that's a lie. 
nothing is based off of merit system, meaning that I'm going to go head to head against you and a better man or woman wins. That's a, that's a fallacy. That's a lie. And the truth of the matter is we're only going to go to people who look like us, who think like us and who I feel comfortable around. That's just how the system is set up. That's the reality of the situation. But they wanted to put another barrier there, meaning that, hey, you had to graduate from school and there that will give you your leg up because they always tell you you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. So that's what we try to do. But once we start doing that, they're like, no, no, we can't do that because now they're, they're graduating. So we can't use that as a lie, as a, as a fallacy. So this is where they will jump into. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to do X, Y, Z. And but in reality, what happens is I'm going, even though my son or daughter is not smart enough, I will pay enough people to do uh, what I want them to do for them to have that degree. And I'm going to come back and expound on that later because these are what we call uh, legacy students. So let me stop here and I'm going to jump on into this clip. The landmark ruling by the Supreme Court effectively ending affirmative action could have consequences far beyond higher education. President Biden last night saying the court went too far right, adding the court has become not just conservative, but it's like a throwback. Earlier, a reporter asked Biden if the Supreme Court is a rogue court. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. In a 6-2-3 decision, the court's conservative justices declared the admissions policies at the two schools at the center of the case, Harvard and the University of North Carolina, violate the Constitution's guarantee of equal protection of the laws. Justice Clarence Thomas, who acknowledges benefiting from affirmative action himself writing, while I am painfully aware of the social and economic ravages which have befallen my race and all who suffer discrimination, I hold out enduring hope that this country will live up to its principles that all men are created equal, are equal citizens, and must be treated equally under the law. Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson firing back, writing with let them eat cake obliviousness. Today, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces colorblindness for all by legal fiat, but deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. Nine states already prohibit any consideration of race in admissions to their public colleges and universities. The end of affirmative action in higher education in California, Michigan, Washington State and elsewhere led to a steep drop in minority enrollment at leading public universities. Now the decision could send a ripple effect for hiring practices at corporations. The executive director of a right-wing advocacy group saying the decision will put the wind in the sails of the groups like ours who want to get the woke, racially-based hiring and promotion schemes out of corporate America. Its reasoning is a roadmap for challenges to diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives at so many corporations and conservative activists, they are already targeting the hiring programs, internship programs, and promotions at major employers like Morgan Stanley, McDonald's, and Starbucks. Meanwhile, the frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, Donald Trump, saying the decision marked a great day for America as presidents of many colleges issue statements affirming their commitment to diversity regardless of the court's decision.
And President Biden is instructing the Education Department to quickly help colleges and universities to find new ways to build diverse student bodies without using race as a factor. Well, as you can see, they need to come up with a, a different way to do this thing that they've always been doing. They need to take race out of this and come up with something else. But uh, as I told you before, they're making up the rules as they go along. Always been done this. This is nothing new. This is what they do. And uh, I don't understand, as, as I keep telling you, that this world is not real. It's definitely an illusion. Uh, you can see with your own eyes now that race is a social construct. It's just something they make up to pit people against each other. This is what this is about. And if that's not true, then this is why you have the uh, so-called Asian that said they couldn't get into college uh, who's fighting for their rights and saying that, A, because so-called black people are getting affirmative action, that that's the reason why they can't get ahead. Now, think about this now. This was part of the uh, civil rights that we, so-called black people, had to endure, had to go through, had to do all the evil and godly stuff that was done to us, the rape, rob, and murdering of, of our people. And this was a solution, uh, supposed to be a solution to those, uh, those ills, those uh, evilness that was done to us. But here's the thing. It started out as a good thing. But as you can see, when you're dealing with man, you know, uh, people who are not going to give you what you want because uh, at the end of the day, the Most High, Most High said everything is done through him. That's how it's going to be done. Here's what you're dealing with. Ever since that affirmative action uh, bill was passed, made into law and all that good stuff, everyone that's a so-called minority has benefited from this action. We're talking affirmative action. Everyone else has benefited from that except for us, the people who was actually been, who was it attended for. Now, I'm not going to say uh, a couple of people here and a couple of people there didn't benefit. Yes, they did. See, here's the thing. The only way you can actually really really use affirmative action is when you you're, you're you're trying to apply for uh, a state or federal job or something like that you know a, a city job or something like that it, most of the jobs are going to be private so they don't even really they say it, they move it with their mouth but they they don't they don't use it not in the real world so the only way you're really actually going to be able to use it and, and quantify it is to apply for one of those uh, uh, city, state, or uh, federal jobs, and then you can see, you know, if you, if they're actually using it or not. Other than that, it doesn't even work. And uh, and that's this is what they're fighting over. So, like I said, the schools they're state schools, so therefore you can you can see it. 
you know, if they're using it or not using it. And the crazy thing is, <laughs> like I said before, we so-called black people really don't even benefit from that. Who, who actually really benefits from that? You, you, are you really going to ask that question? Yeah. Okay. White women benefit the most. Think about that. White women benefit the most from affirmative action. And then you got everybody else, all the other so-called minority groups. You got the, uh, uh disabled people. Uh, you can even throw in the, uh, L what are they called these days? LGBT, uh, group in there. All these people who piggyback off of, uh, our people. They're the ones who are benefiting from that. And now they are all showing their true colors because they're all Confederate. I keep trying to tell you that there is nobody here that's going to fight for you. You're only going to be fighting for yourself. They will use you to get what you're supposed to have, but they're not going to give it to you. They'll give it to everybody else, but they're not going to give it to you. And that's what you're going to see. Because again, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's a joke. Always have been, always will be. So if they're going to go ahead and uh, wish they had and uh, strike down affirmative action, it's not going to hurt the so-called black person because we really don't benefit from it. It's going to hurt the, the white woman. She benefits more than anyone else. And then all the other so-called groups so-called so-called minority groups they will they will hurt but not us because they're they're, they're not going to give us anything you know they're just not it's just that simple now uh as far as us as a as a as a group or within our group uh the black man is going to be the one who's going to least benefit or has and still continue to uh, benefit less of all the groups. So just let that sink in. I'm not just pulling stuff out of my area. You can go look at this stuff up. It's there. We will benefit the least of all the groups. And we were the ones who fought, kicked and screamed and did all this stuff to make all this happen. And here we are, the ones who's going to benefit the least or has benefit the least in reference to affirmative action. So, you know, it, it's a joke all the way around. Uh, I feel sorry. You know, I know it's, it doesn't sound like I should be, you know, saying this. You know, I should be all pro affirmative action and you know but it's the same thing i've been saying before it's just like reparations you're not going to get it they're all confederate i hadn't told you this they're not going to give it to you because it was never their intention to give it to you power is not going to relinquish power they're not going to give it to you and you can kick and scream all day long it's just not going to happen 
As a matter of fact, they could, they couldn't good couldn't do it anyway because they don't have enough money. They don't have enough resources to repay us. So that's again, it's not going to happen. And then you got to figure out who gets it and who don't get it. They, they there's no way they can know. So I got another clip. It's a short one, and uh, um, I'll let you listen to this one, and then we'll finish up and uh, go from there. In the U.S., the rich enjoy many benefits that allow them to keep their wealth in the family. One of those is something called legacy preferences or legacy admissions. That's when colleges and universities give preference to applicants based on their familial relationships. So if a student's parents attended the school, the student will receive preferential treatment and be more likely to be accepted over students whose parents didn't go to that school. Schools call those students by many different names, legacies, legacy affiliation, even scions, but all share the same traits. They're usually white and rich, and they typically have lower GPAs and test scores than the rest of the incoming class. That might sound extremely unfair, but the reality is it's incredibly common, especially here in the United States, and it's been going on a very long time. Throughout the 19th century, wealthy Americans routinely received priority in college admissions, but colleges became frustrated by these privileged students' academic performances, so they raised admission standards. As a result, more poor people, immigrants, Jewish people, and Catholics were admitted to schools. This upset wealthy Protestant Americans who were used to their kids getting into any school they wanted. So the practice of legacy admissions began and continues to this day. More than 33% of legacy applicants are currently admitted to Harvard. That's more than five times the rate of non-legacy applicants. The University of Virginia currently admits about 47% of legacy applicants. That's about double the rate of non-legacy applicants. Princeton, Brown, Yale, Notre Dame, they've all admitted to giving preference to legacy applicants. Of course, just getting into an Ivy League school doesn't guarantee that you'll be rich or successful in life, but the majority of the world's wealthiest people have degrees from prestigious universities. Our presidents, Supreme Court justices, and corporate elite attend Ivy League schools more often than not. And it's not just because they have access to the country's best professors or curricula. A lot of it has to do with the access to peers who will go on to hold influential positions or in other words, networking. Today, 67% of Americans believe academic achievement should be the biggest factor in college admissions, and the same amount believe the application process favors the rich and powerful. That's why it's time to revisit the unfair practice of legacy admissions at our top universities, just like we did a century ago. And you don't have to attend an Ivy League school to figure that out. As you can see, she said a lot more eloquently, uh, better than I could. Now you know. That's what I keep trying to tell you. All this stuff is an illusion. You keep trying to get to where you're trying to get to, but they're not going to let you get there because they're all Confederate. So if you really think that uh, everything is set up to be equal, then you're delusional. And uh, that percentage uh, is actually now 43% of the uh, 
uh, Harvard uh, legacy students that they're they're admitting. So think about it. Almost half the students, you know, so-called rich and uh, white and rich are going to make up their student body before they start adding in anybody else. And these people have the lowest scores. <laughs> make it make sense. So not only you got them. And again, this is all about money. Because their parents is going to pay into uh, the system there. And again, that system is that that still part of that beast system. They're going to pay into uh, the uh, uh, the endowments that is set aside for the school. That's why they have billions and billions of dollars. Because their parents and their parents' parents and, you know, all the, all the way back. Uh, this is not just uh, their parents. Their brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts. All this, this, this is all Confederacy, man. They all Confederate in doing this. This is what they want. This is how they rule. And in order for you to get that, you have to have some kind of connection. And if you don't have the connection, then that's when you come in and try to do everything off of your merit. And you, you just, you, you, it's just too many people you got to go up against in order for you to make it. And that's why I said, I feel sorry, you know, hey, for these kids uh, these other so-called minority groups, especially the Asian ones that, that's, that's bringing about this lawsuit. You're, you're not, you're, this has never been about so-called black people. We've never been able to utilize, uh, what we're supposed to have because everybody else is using it for us. So it's not us, but if that's what makes you feel better or makes you sleep better, okay, so be it. But you got to look at the truth of the matter and, but you don't want to search it out when you do. You, you don't want to come to that conclusion that, hey, well, it's not really them, it's them. So we you, you're talking affirmative action. The real affirmative action is the rich white people. They're the ones who's benefiting because their people are getting in based off of money, off their name. They're not getting there off of merit. That's the one you should be going after, but you won't do that because you want to be just like them. You want to be part of the Confederacy. I get it. So, hey, do what you do. But, hey, the truth is going to keep coming out. That's what I'm saying. These things, write, they, they, they write themselves the, now. I don't even have to write this stuff. It's, it's, it does itself. So with that being said, I'm not going to keep going on and on. You you got the truth now. Whatever you decide to do with it, that's up to you. But uh, again, one, now that they now that it, there is no more so-called affirmative action, then uh, okay, let's see what happens now. Because uh, we weren't benefiting to begin with. So now you truly going to have to, you know, merit up and see who's going to do what. But, you know, it, it's all a game. You know, it is what they do. They, 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 they want us to pit each other against each other. And that's that's part of the plan. And you guys are soaking it up because you want to be part of that confederacy. So, okay, go for it. Oh, with all that being said, all praises to the Most High Yah. So be it.